Welcome into episode three of the Kings Outsiders. Today we'll be talking about the last couple games for the Kings, Portland, and the Raptors. We'll also talk about the playoff picture, and we'll preview the Kings versus Pelicans coming tonight or tomorrow night, whenever you're listening. So starting off with the Portland game, just a quick recap. Uh, one thing of note was Rashawn Holmes was back. He looked pretty good, but a little winded, which is expected. He's been out for 25 games, I believe. Uh, Harry Giles was still starting. Holmes was coming off second, and Alex Lynn had a couple minutes, not as much as I would like, but at least he's still getting some play time. Uh, game was pretty much decided in the first quarter. Uh, Kings scored 40, and Portland scored 24 points. It was pretty good defense throughout the whole game. They held Lillard to nine points. Damn. And they didn't give up the lead the whole game, which is something the Kings aren't used to doing. For real. But, yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know about the Portland game. It was a good uh, team effort. And moving on from that, the Raptors game. First quarter was 22-22. Second quarter, 29-28 Raptors. Third quarter, 27-24 Raptors. And the fourth quarter, 40-39 to Raptors. Um, I know you had some things to say about the fourth quarter, so go ahead and break that down for us. Oh, boy, do I ever. No, um, honestly, I turned the game on in the fourth quarter, so that's pretty much the extent of what I saw um, for the whole entire game. But uh, I thought that the the players did pretty well. Like I liked what I saw from Fox and um, Bogey too, as well. Bogey had some clutch plays, and then Baysmore subbing in and out, kind of just for like when they needed more defense and whatnot. Um, what had me really frustrated was that sequence right near the end when they inbound the ball on the sideline and Fox pulled up for that three. That was like super unnecessary with 13 seconds left, I believe. It's like, to me, it seems clear as day that it was a poorly drawn up play by Luke. And I remember seeing those kind of mistakes a lot when he was with the Lakers as a coach. Uh, I'm just, I mean, I've said it before. I'm not really a fan of his coaching at all. I think the, I think the Kings probably could have did better this offseason. But, uh, yeah, that's just like they, they should have ran down the clock more to begin with, and they definitely should have not settled for such a, such a, a silly shot like that. That was just like the immaturity of the team kind of really showing. And then Luke said post game like, "Oh well, De'Aaron's ahead of the snake. Like he's our guy. So if that's what he wants to shoot, then that's what he's going to shoot." Which to a to an extent I understand because like he is probably the build the biggest building block of their future, and probably the most talented young guy they have. But at the same time, it's like <clears throat> not totally smart to be like, "Yeah, you just I mean, if you want to shoot it, shoot it," because it was really a terrible shot selection. So I was just annoyed at the way that game ended because I felt like they were really they were staying in it all the way up until that point. 
So that was promising to see them playing good in the fourth quarter, especially against a good team like the Raptors. Yeah, so the last two and a half minutes, uh, there's pretty much the, what happened at the end of the game right here. Uh, Pascal Siakam had a big three uh, right at the two and a half minute mark. And then the Kings came down and missed a shot. Right after that, Siakam came down, um, drove, and made a layup. Fox hit a three at what the minute 10 left, made it 109, 108. And then after that, Holmes fouled Siakam with 48 seconds left. And Siakam made it 111, 108 by hitting both the free throws. And then Fox got the and one with 34 seconds left. That was clutch. Yeah, I made it 111-111, and then Siakam uh, hit a floater right after that, which was pretty bad defense by the Kings. But, like, it was 42-39 in the fourth quarter, so <laughs> there's a lot of bad defense going on. Yeah. And um, right after that, Fox missed the three. And Siakam comes back and hits two free throws to make it 115-111. to And then uh, Holmes um, – had a chance to oh Holmes had made a, a shot but he missed the the and one he missed the free throw and then became 115 to 113 and then they fouled Ananobi which he missed one free throw so it made it 116 to 113 and then that's when Bielisa had that air ball from three so that was a horrible shot as well <laughs> yeah seven and a half seconds left like that was way too much time on the clock and then um, the Kings had the foul. They fouled Norman Powell, and he had both free throws. And that's how the game ended, 118 to 113. A uh, big topic about the fourth was uh, Luke not putting in Buddy. There's a lot of people complaining about that. But, I mean, Buddy, they need him for offense. Like, these, this is what happened at the end of the third that I saw. I took a couple notes. Uh with 3.30 left in the third quarter, he had a pretty bad pass. He threw it over, I believe it was Bogdan. I, I think it was him, but he threw it over their head. And then uh, the very next possession, he took a deep three, which came up short. And then he was just running around for a couple more minutes. And with a minute 50 left in the third is when he missed his two three-pointers. Then after that, uh, Luke just didn't put him in. Wow. Yeah, so he was four for 12 on uh, shooting, including three of eight from three, only 11 points. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of glad to see that at least the coaches are still kind of staying with the trend of la- they had last year with, like, standing up to him because – you know he's gonna be complaining like, Coach, why are you not playing the fourth? Blah blah blah. But it's like if you're not I mean if you're not playing good, then you gotta come out. And that's one thing I actually did like about what Luke said post game was um we put the t- the lineup in that was like playing well together, which was true for the most part, besides those two bad shots at the end. Yeah, like Bazemore was playing. Uh here's a couple of uh, bench players that they put in or bench players that did good. The bench actually outscored uh, 51 to 7. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so 15 minutes, had 
15 points, seven rebounds, and one assist. Uh, Rashawn Holmes in 19 minutes had six points, three rebounds, and two assists. Baysmore in 26 minutes had 15 points, six rebounds, and one assist. And then Joseph, uh, 17 minutes, he had only four points, but he had six assists, three rebounds, and two steals. Wow. So what was Alex stat- Alex Lynn's stat line again? Uh, 15 minutes, 15 points, seven rebounds, and one assist. Well, goddamn, that's how you have, that's how you impact your game right there, young man. It comes down in-game situation like that, and it's close, and you're going back and forth, free throws, defensive substitutions, offensive substitutions. Um, where in that process uh, was it where you felt like Buddy, you, you know, wasn't someone that you needed to go to in terms of a little bit of offense in that situation? Yeah, what, what down the stretch it? of the, like, when it came down to the last couple minutes where you're going back. Yeah, well, we were scoring. I mean, we really were scoring on every play. I mean, we put – we scored 39 points in the fourth quarter. So offensively, we, you know, you scored 39 in a close game. It's, you're doing enough to, to win offensively. Um, you know, we were buddy I thought was playing a good game. Obviously not. In there. And then Bowie started, you know, really turning on. And that group that was out there was really in a good rhythm. And um, so we, we stuck with them. And, you know, we have confidence. You know, multiple guys made good plays. Fox kept up, hit free throws, hit threes. Bogey hit some. Um, Belly's hit game winners for us before. So, you know, we have faith in, in, in all our guys. And I've said before, when a group is rolling, we're going to stay with them. And you score 39 points in a quarter, then we're going to, you know, we're most likely going to stay with that group. And Coach Jason Jones, the athletic uh down to uh, inbound the ball and De'Aaron gets that three up really yeah. quickly. Was that what you wanted to look, get a quick shot or were you looking for something different? We were looking to get a quick um, a quick one. You know, we were peeling out bogey over the top. And a lot of, you know, those actions we do um, to try to get De'Aaron downhill. Uh, but he's looking upset it from day one. He's the head of our snake. If he, he hit a couple big threes before that. If, he, if that's how he's feeling, um, you know, raise up and shoot it. You know, this this is, you know, we're going with you. And uh, he didn't make the shot, but, you know, he, he had the courage to, to pull up and take it. And that's what you want out of your young, um, your young, one of your young stars. So, uh, you know, if he hits it, he's a, everyone celebrating him. He missed it. All right, that's, you know, again, that's not why we lost the game. We lost the game because the way we started the first quarter and the way we started the third quarter. Um, but to long answer to your question, yeah, the, the play was to go quick, try to get downhill. If they collapse, find your shooters. Yeah, so that's courtesy of NBC Sports California. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm not a fan. I prefer ESPN. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you think about what Luke said? Oh, well, <laughs> I think Luke's just a chump, dude. No, honestly, like some a lot of the stuff he said did make sense as far as the lineup he had and blah blah blah. But I mean, there's if you're gonna be the head of the snake and taking those type of game winning shots or end of game shots or whatever it may be, clutch type of shots, you need to know when and when to do it, like when it's appropriate. You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, this guy has a green light because he's played so good and he's our best player, so he could just shoot whatever. I mean, if he was a Kobe type of clutch 
and could shoot deep like that, then that'd be one thing. But, I mean, he's still trying to figure out his three-point shot. And on top of all that, that shot was just doo-doo. It was just a bad selection. You know? Yeah, I would say, um, I don't know. I didn't really have a problem with, with anything, really, except for the Bielisa shot. But So you thought that, that fo- shot, shot by Fox was, like, ex- you know, like, reasonable? Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Because especially he is a top player, and those are the type of shots he's going to have to hit eventually, you know? Here's why I disagree. He could have dribbled for at least, like, five more seconds. Or he could have, like, dished it, curled around, and got the ball back and gave people time to get in position to rebound. Because not only, like, was the shot sketchy, even though it was really close to going in and everything, but there was nobody, like, at all able to rebound it. So it was kind of like a double whammy, in my opinion. I mean, I've definitely seen far stupider shots. I just don't think that it was the best. And that belly shot was for sure just yeah, all, all bad. That Fox shot, yeah, he was kind of rushed, but I mean, that's it is Fox's team, and you want him to learn how to make those tough shots. And uh, the only other person I'd trust taking a shot like that is maybe Bogdan when he was on the floor with him. But um, besides that, yeah, the only one I really had a problem with was Bielisa. And then, of course, Holmes missing that free throw. But, I mean, what are you going to do? He's a a big man. You know, they're not usually that good at free throws. Yeah, but, like, I agree with you in part of what you said as far as he needs to, like – kind of get used to those kind of shots in a way but at the same time like not right now not when you're trying to make the playoffs and you're like in a really close game again in a really big matchup like this wasn't just like some game to like try shit out on like every game huh but you don't have a problem with the person that took the shot right you just have a problem with when he took it I guess my pro- – yeah, I don't have a problem with Fox. What my problem is mostly with is the play that was drawn up. Like, I don't think it was creative at all. I feel like he could – they could have ran something way better, like I said, a curl or something where he would have got – where he would have got way more open and had a, a better chance of making a clean shot. Yeah, I mean, Luke does say he drew it up for him to drive in and then kick out, but even that is maybe a little too simple. They should have, like, ran some screens or something. Yeah. Maybe open up a Bogdan for three. Yep, exactly. Because if you look at that play, actually, Bogdan, I'm not going to say he was, like, wide open, but he could have he could have whipped around a bogey, and I feel like bogey would have at least already been squared up and everything, or he could have got it right back from bogey and got a little bit more open himself. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't really put this game on Luke, though. Who, I mean, I, who would you put I do criticize him a lot. But, I mean, to me, the Raptors are just a better team. Well, that's, and, yeah, that's for they, sure. Huh? That's definitely a fact. Yeah, I mean, and the Kings don't have anybody like Siakam, you know. Siakam just took over, him. Last two and a half minutes is pretty much Siakam. With a couple goofy, silly, downhill, off-balance shots. Hey, but he makes them, though. <laughs> that's what counts. Yeah. You're right. 
yeah, but uh, besides Fox, like not a lot of other people had good games besides the bench, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, for sure, that was an amazing performance by the bench. I'm happy with all those guys. I'm happy with those trades they made to get in those type of uh, culture guys. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned it, but Bazemore uh, was pretty much like the only bench player that was in at the end. But he, he played pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Just his hustle, everything we've talked about before, just everything he does just uh, it like hypes the team up, makes everybody play harder. And it's good to see Holmes and Bazemore out there. Like we talked about, like we want to see, remember? Yeah. Yeah, Holmes still looks a little bit kind of like lackadaisical and kind of like trying to get back in the groove of things maybe and get his conditioning up. But, yeah, it's good to see him back out there. Yeah. Um, but moving on from that playoff race, um, with that loss, the Kings are four games back now, tied with the Pelicans. So – Memphis, we like, we thought they were gonna just start losing, tanking, but they're actually four and one in their last five, and they're still in the eighth seed. Uh, Pelicans are two and three in their last five, and they're four games back. Uh, Kings are three and two in their last five, four games back. Portland is two and three in their last five, four and a half games back, and the Spurs two and three. In their last five, five games back. <clears throat> but both uh, Portland and the Spurs have lost, like, the Cavs, uh, the Hawks, too, I believe. And um, Pelicans, two losses. Well, two of the three losses were to the Lakers. And then the third loss was to the Timberwolves, which was kind of like a fluky game. And then uh, Kings. Kings been playing pretty good. They were... Well, one of three teams that were six and one after the All Star break. So I mean, they're playing pretty solid. Yep. And but, l- luckily, the Grizzlies lost tonight. The Spurs actually won. I was hoping the Mavericks and the Rockets would both lose, but the Mavericks end up losing. The Rockets end up winning. And then... So Memphis lost. So that makes them uh, four and well. Three and two now in the last five. And then Portland. Who did they play today? Portland won. Yeah. Oh, Portland won? Yeah. Um, Memphis played Orlando and Portland played Phoenix. <clears throat> so Portland the, Portland must have jumped the Kings in, right? Mm, probably. I'll have to look. Yeah, because... Um, Let me take a look at this. I know yeah, they, they didn't did. jump the Pelicans because the Pelicans... Or four and zero against them. The Pelicans, Kings, and Blazers are all tied right now at twenty one and a half games back. Uh, Memphis is eighteen games back. So it's only three and a half games now, which is good. Yeah, but um, since the Spurs won, they're only a half game back from the Kings as well. So they're four games back now. Who the Spurs? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a big game that's coming up uh, tonight or tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, is uh, King versus Pelicans. Neither team has played since um, Sunday. 
Wow. And they're going to be playing on the 11th, which is Wednesday. Depends what time you listen to this. And they're both uh, have some decent momentum. Uh, Pelicans are 2-0. In the last couple games, Kings are 1-1, uh, one one, which is all right. But, I mean, they played a pretty tough match against the Raptors, but they did a good job, you know. So, you know, like they're still pretty confident and they know it's a big game. Yeah. What a, what matchup are you looking forward to? Uh, as far as players? Yeah, like what specific player do you want to watch? Or what specific matchup? Well, easy. That's easy. The, the matchup that I know me and you both really want to see is Fox and Lonzo. Just to see after they've had a couple years in the league and how they've each progressed and see, like, you know, because they kind of had that college rivalry. Like, oh, let's see where they're both at since they're both healthy, kind of, right now. Um, but beyond that, I want to see. Well, actually, before we move on from that, I was talking to somebody else today about Lonzo and uh, Fox. I want to see what your thoughts are. Because, uh, we were kind of talking about who's be- who are the better players right now. Yeah. And I don't know. It's pretty hard, in my opinion, not to uh, decide who the better player is. Well, because I know you. To me. Huh? Go ahead. I was going to say, I know you, on a personal level, you know that I've always liked Lonzo better. Um, but- yeah. No, that's the thing. Like, I've always loved Fox. But. Uh, <laughs> That's just making it hard now because uh, Lonzo's been shooting 38% from three. Like, I was talking – so th- these are my points for Lonzo. Uh, to me, he's a better passer, a better defender, a better three-point shooter, and a better floor general. But um, Fox is obviously a better free-throw shooter, uh, faster pace, and – a I'd say a lot better on the mid range, and probably better, and probably slightly better finisher going to the rack. Yeah, Lonzo's pretty good at uh, lobs too, though. At catching lobs and throwing lobs, but oh, for sure, he's got bounce, boy. I'd, I'd say Fox is more clutch than Lonzo, just because uh, you could like put the ball in his hands. Like Lonzo's more of like a throwback. He could he could hit the step back threes, but. I don't know. It's pretty hard to tell like who the better player is right now, and that's I not something we were saying last year. Last year, yeah, I think that um, they're totally different. Even though they play the same position, like their games are so different that it's hard to compare compare them. Like I think it's more of a um, kind of like a situational thing. Like what team you have around them would be what decides who you should choose between those two. I just like the style of Lonzo better, and there are certain things that I like better about him. I know because you used to say, like, oh, Fox is far superior on defense and blah, 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 like when they first came into the league. And I always felt like Lonzo was underrated, but now he's really kind of solidified himself on defense. And now that his three-point shot is falling, like, pretty consistently, he's looking like almost a totally new player. So I would edge Fox out slightly right now overall. I just, but 
I don't think that that's like set in stone. You know, they're both still growing a lot and getting better all the time. Yeah, that's the thing with me though. I think right now Alonzo might be the better point guard. Oh, it's like, like you said, floor general, like assists. No, just point guard in general. I think, I think he's probably the better player right now. Even though like Fox has, um, he has his moments, but. And that's the thing, like, Lonzo used to not be consistent, but now he's been, like, super consistent, especially after the All-Star break. And he's been shooting, I think he has, like, seven, uh, one game, no, two games with seven three-pointers, and then one with three, with one with uh, three, and then one with four. Isn't that crazy? Where did that come from, man? <laughs> yeah. From slinging his shot to freaking hitting 38% from threes. It's crazy. This guy got his swagger back, man. Hopefully, he's got that. This boost of confidence will continue. I guess he just had to get away from his dad, dude. Right. Yeah. And now his brother got the contract with the Thunder, too. And his other brother's about to come in the league. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. But yeah, like I used to say, like, there's no comparison. Fox was better, but. Lonzo's definitely step it up. Yeah, by far, uh, point guard specifically, like Lonzo, far and away because he's he gets he's like a, like you said a floor general. He gets assists like no other, and it's hard to think of someone who's better with the lobs than him, both throwing in like and the deep passes, dude. Yeah. So if you just talk about who you want to run your offense, like from the point guard position, Lonzo, easy. But if you just want someone to go out there, try hard, get buckets, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I really like Fox. I'm not, I hope it doesn't sound like I just want to shit on him. I just like Lonzo way better, mostly stylist, stylistically. Like, I just like the way he plays better and what he has to If you had to win a game today, though, who would you go with? If I what? If you had to choose one of them and to try to win a game, who would you go with? Well, what what kind of team do I have to begin with? Trash or let's say, uh, like I'll say this: if we're talking about the Kings, like if it's pretty much even even teams, like if it's a team like the Lakers, who already has someone who can set the offense, like and someone other guys who can run shit like AD down low and LeBron setting everyone up and still getting buckets himself like for sure Fox because you just plug him in boom he's spark firecracker he run the floor all right hold on what about like something like Nuggets versus Jazz because uh the Lakers I think LeBron's like too good to even kind of like make this conversation you know okay I put is whoever as LeBron's gonna win, I put Fox on the Nuggets and I put Lonzo on the Jazz because the Jazz have scores and Donovan Mitchell's gonna go get buckets and Lonzo can just run the they can run the offense through Lonzo and he get boards and blah blah blah. So who would win? Oh, who would win? If what's oof, hold on, let me think. <laughs> who would win? Probably the Nuggets. But not because of Fox. Like, okay, let's just say we have a burner 2K team with, like, all whatever 70 rating people. And you're like, we need someone to come in right now and change these teams. 
I'd probably take Lonzo. To to get back to what we talked about the other day with like when you asked if Fox could take a team all the way, being the best player. Yeah. Like I still think, I think that it would be more likely that Lonzo could do that than Fox. But being the best player, being like second, third option, though. I think it's more likely that if they were both the best player on their team, I think it would be more likely that the team that has Lonzo would make it. Because the way he can get other people buckets. Like, he doesn't have to do everything himself. Like, stylistically, Fox would have to do everything himself. Because he... Yeah, something something I heard on another podcast that, I guess... uh Lonzo's been taking like a lot smarter shots now, like taking corner threes and things like that, which is why his uh, percentage has gone up. Uh-huh. So I think it like the game's just starting to slow down for him. Well, Fox, but the thing also is Lonzo does have, in my opinion, better players around him. Oh yeah, for sure. While Fox uh, still has to kind of like do everything and try to force his will like on the game, you know. Yeah. So he can't really just like let the game come to him. He has to try like force things. What about? Do you think if Fox was on the Pelicans, they'd have a better record? You mean take Lonzo off, put Fox on, and right now? No. Yeah. No. You don't think so? No. I don't know. I think that'd actually be a pretty good fit because they have uh, Drew. They're playing. Uh, Shooting guard. He could lock down anybody. That's what they do right now. That wouldn't change that. Drew would still be playing alongside a point guard either way. Yeah, but you don't think it's a better fit? No. Because, yeah, no, I don't. Because Drew is more of a bucket getter now. Like before he would get a lot of, he still does get a lot of assists. But, like, the ball runs through Lonzo more, and then Drew can play off the ball and get just get buckets because he's a really good scorer. Yeah, he's like a driving kick guy. Kind of. But if you, if you swap Fox in for that, Drew's not. that's going to take away from Drew's touches. So I think that would actually hurt. I don't think that would be better. I don't think Fox and Drew's a better fit than Lonzo and Drew. Yeah. Yeah, I get your point. I guess Lonzo, like, he does get rid of the ball quicker. Fox is, like, a driving kick guy, too. So, yeah, it'd, like, mash up the, the paint more. Yep. And then that would kind of screw over Favors and Zion, too, even. Another thought that I had, too, was uh, if Pelicans can't pay Lonzo, should the Kings try to go after him? <laughs> Oh shit! Whoa, that'd be crazy. I always, I think I told you this. Remember during the draft that I thought um, they should have traded uh, D'Lo for Fox. You remember I told you that they should have traded D'Lo for the pick, D'Lo. and put Lonzo and Fox together. D'Lo for the Kings pick. Yeah, that year when when uh, Lonzo was coming out. No, I don't remember you ever saying that, but that'd be pretty crazy. 
I, I honestly think if they ever played on a team together, it'd be like a pretty good. Pretty team. savage, uh, dude. You might be right. I'd love to see that now. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Let them have their little rivalry until their contracts ends, and then they team up. And like, boom, it's perfect match made in heaven and whatever. It's, especially now that Lonzo's shots falling more, I think it'd be way more likely to work now than it would have been before. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Fox wouldn't have to handle the ball as much. He could do more off, off the ball. Yeah, and make and more athletic it, plays. It like... be, I was going to say like Harden and Westbrook, but not as much because uh, Lonzo doesn't have those type of handles, but it'd be something like that. That'd be crazy. That'd be Imagine those lobs between those two guys. They'd probably just be throwing lobs to each other all game long. Yeah, but besides uh, that matchup, uh, I think I'm looking forward to see how the bigs try to stop Zion. Yeah, actually, that's exactly what I was – that was my other point was before you stopped me was that's for sure what I'm looking forward to. I want to see what the game plan is to try to slow him down. Who do you think they put I him on? I wish. Honestly, I could see Bagley match up with him. That. Um, even though Bagley would probably get annihilated. But probably, they're probably going to have to split the minutes and put, like, Rashawn and Alex Lynn on him sometimes and then put either Harrison or Bazemore on him sometimes. Because it might be interesting strategy to either have Alex Lynn and, like, Rashawn out there, like, literally do not let this guy in the paint at all. I don't care if you get five fouls in five minutes. Or, on the other hand, to have Bazemore, like, guard him outside, like, try to push him out as much as he can, and then as soon as he gets a lane or blows by Bazemore, if if he does, then have the bigs collapse on him instantly and make him pass it. Yeah, something the. Miami and um, I forgot what other team it was right before that, what they were doing to um, Zion. Is uh, whatever four was guarding him, as soon as uh, Zion like backed his foot into them, the big would just come over and block the lane so he couldn't go towards the basket. And then he'd just have to kick it out. But since JJ Reddick's out, it's kind of hard for Pelicans to convert. Yeah. Especially like when it's a bench unit, and also like Miami, like would just double him up, like no matter what. If he's trying to like post up, box out, get the entry pass, uh, they just double him up, wouldn't let him catch the ball, and that's how he only got nine shots off against, um, I believe it was Miami. Just asking, are they the ones that broke his streak, his 20 point streak? Yeah, I believe so. Let me double check real quick. But I mean, that's it's not the first thing that's been uh, using that that strategy, though. The first one that was actually effective, or Um, it's been pretty effective, like um, just stopping him in general. And then another strategy that I've noticed is that 
uh, teams are attacking him on the offensive side, like when he's playing defense, because he's pretty trash, honestly, on uh, defense. Like, uh, like the way I put it is like he's kind of like a like a bullfighter. Like when once the bull is coming towards you, he just oh lays out of the way and like let the other team just run right by him. You know. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, he's pretty horrible, man. Like, he's amazing at offense, but when it comes to defense, like, he leaves a lot to be desired. That'd be an interesting strategy is like, just having someone take him down low and like just try to bully him as much as they could just to try to tucker him out and then make him like a little less effective on offense. Because I think he's still like, not in the shape that he was at Duke coming off the injury and everything. I think he's still trying to get back like some of his endurance and some, even some of his lateral quickness and some bounce. So if you could just wear that dude out or try to, then that'd be an interesting strategy. Yeah. So Miami uh, held him to 17 points. I mean, he was 7 and 9 shooting, yeah, but the game only 9 shots. Had 17. Yep. And then on the 8th, they played the Timberwolves. Uh, he had 23 points, but he was 9 of 15 because they, they were still using that same strategy, just sending two guys, making it tougher. And um, like, a lot of those points were, like, in garbage minutes. I can't believe those dudes took it out to the Timberwolves, man. That is a, not a game that you should be losing if you're trying to make yeah, it to the first. playoffs. Yeah, on the third. But they play, like, no defense. That's that's the thing with the Pelicans. They'll have uh, games where they play, like, no defense. And then they'll have games where they just, like, lock the other team down. Like, that T-Wolves game was... 139 to 134. Yikes. I mean, that, if it's that type of game, I can see the Kings winning. But if it's a game, if it's a game where Lonzo and Drew are like locked in on um, Bogdan and Fox or Buddy and Fox, then I think Pelicans are going to end up taking yeah, this I game. Yeah, I think that's actually very fair assumption. It makes a lot of sense. But besides that, uh, another matchup would be Barnes and Ingram's watch. Ingram, take him behind the woodshed. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Barnes is pretty uh, – if Ingram tries to post up, Barnes is a pretty good uh, post-up defender. But Ingram, Ingram's yeah. going to be able to, like, stretch him out to the three. He's got a quick first step, so – uh, if the big doesn't rotate in time, then he'll either just like pick and pop or do like a that scoop that he yeah. does on the for a layup. But he's been uh, Ingram's actually been kind of struggling for Is shooting right? until his very last game. Yeah, so that's something to look uh, to look out for too. Try to expose that man. Do they have any injuries going into tomorrow? Um, JJ Redick and 
Karrick Williams, I believe. Well, that's not that big of a deal. Was that, I mean, JJ, but. What about the Kings? Oh, actually, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker's out too for the Kings. Justin James, which never plays, and then Marvin Bagley, which. How do you get out and play when you don't even play? Seriously, too hard. He's like, I'm gonna show these guys. I need. I deserve some tick. I guess Allen Iverson had a point <laughs> about practice. <laughs> Poor guy. But yeah, uh, for leading scorers, Brandon Ingram, twenty-four point three points. De'Aaron Fox, twenty-four points. Yeah. Fox. Damn, that ain't bad. Yeah, 20.4. Uh, rebounding, Derek Favors, which he's healthy, 9.9 rebounds a game. Uh, Bill Lisa, 6.4. I can't believe Bill Lisa Hold is a leading rebounder. That's the leading rebounder? Gee, goodness yeah. gracious. That's something they need to look at right there. And then uh, assists. Lonzo, seven assists per game. Fox, 6.8. And they both actually have uh, 3.1 turnovers per game, which is something. I'm actually surprised they're that close on assists. Yeah, Fox especially. I didn't think Fox would have that high of assists. I feel like every other game that I look at, Lonzo has like 13 assists. Yeah, he has some nights where he doesn't assist as much, but it's because uh, sometimes like he won't play the fourth, but not recently. That was more at the beginning of the year. That's crazy. Hmm. So what's the key to the game for the Kings? <clears throat> um, I would say Zion, but I don't feel like he really affects the game. I feel like he could let Zion go off as long as he slurred everybody else down. So maybe, like, maybe let Zion go one-on-one and stay on the shooters. But you're going to have to make sure you can score with them. Yeah, I feel that. How about um, you? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they're gonna need a big game from their bigs on both sides of the court on the court. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> a big game from their bigs. Yeah, pretty much. That was so corny, dude. <laughs> um, and then probably, I think they're gonna need a. I think Vogie's gonna need to play pretty good. Like, like you said, if 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 Zoe or or um, Drew gobbles him up, that's gonna Drew. be bad. 
But I feel like they need to get a lot of rebounds. That's a pretty good rebounding team right there, the Pelicans. So they need to step it up on that and then close out the fourth. Luckily, neither of these teams is that great at closing out. Yeah, for on the Kings side, what I want to see is a like mm-hmm. a decent amount of Alex Len. He's a a big center yeah. that gives him uh, problems. If he could stay like in the middle or in the paint, then he could interrupt a lot of shots like Zion. Ingram likes to drive to the basket a lot. Uh, Zoe's been doing it a lot recently, but if uh, Alex Len, he's really like the only big center that they have. So if he could uh, stay out of foul trouble and just do what he's been doing, like getting rebounds, putbacks, like easy buckets, then uh, Kings should have a good shot. Is Rashawn not playing? Yeah, he's playing, but he's not as wide as Alex Alex Lynn Lynn will get tossed by CJ McCollum, dude. Yeah, but he's still a big, uh, a big body. Um, no, Holmes, uh, like he's he's pretty big, but he um, his center balance isn't like as wide as Alex Lens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's hmm. some interesting points. So basically. Please don't screw this up, Luke. <laughs> but if Luke doesn't screw it up, Vlad will probably <laughs> figure out a way to screw it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll probably uh should Friday let a couple games go by. Recap the Pelicans game and Yeah. Uh, so apologies to our fans for the late post. We've just been super busy. And some audio issues with anchors. Behind the scenes, we recorded an episode, but pretty much everything, like all the audio was like staticky in and out. But uh, we came back, recorded for you guys, for our thousands of listeners. Right, Hope you enjoyed it. Tell the sponsor, send in some donations, all that stuff. Get some better mics. <laughs> yeah, if there's any sponsors out there, just email. And uh, that's right, uh, Snapchat. We'll be in contact. <laughs> <laughs> I hope our I hope our first sponsor is like Budweiser right. or something. Seltzer, Budweiser, Seltzer. Or white cloth. Budweiser. <laughs> Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Those are my favorite. Alrighty, Kings fans. Until next yeah. time. Yeah.